0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day, and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast, by Priests for Life. Hello friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Great to have you with us for this time of prayer and scripture reading. Welcome to those that are with us for the first time. And for those of you that are faithful listeners, we value your partnership all very much and uh, hope that everyone watching will be a regular partner in not only uh, benefiting from these programs, but spreading them to others. Hit those like and share and subscribe buttons. And as far as the comments button, feel free to leave prayer intentions there, because as we pray, we want to lift up each other to the Lord and ask him for all that we and our loved ones need. Let's put ourselves in his presence and prepare to receive his word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we turn to you. You are the sower of the word of God. You are the word of God. Some of the seed, Lord, lands among briars, or on the pathway, and doesn't flourish. But we want to be the fruitful ground that bears fruit a hundredfold, and more. Make us fruitful ground for your word. As you sow once again the truth, the challenge of love, and the promise and grace of salvation, so let us not only receive and understand, but live and spread that word. Lord, forgive us for the times that we've done the opposite, that we've resisted the word, denied it, acted against it, Fail to spread it, forgive us our sins, whatever form they might have taken. You died for our sins. Let that be our confidence today. You shed your blood for us while we were not even ready to ask forgiveness. But you made that forgiveness possible. We rejoice in that forgiveness. We repent of any way we have offended you by what we have done or failed to do. Lord, lead us forward in your name and by your grace you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Today we're going to read from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant, gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Wailing and grinding of teeth. I missed the opportunity, is what these souls will be. Screaming for all eternity, I missed the chance. God gives us generous opportunity to do what? To grow in holiness. We saw in previous days the the need to stay awake and to keep our oil in the lamps and to grow in holiness. That's our calling. Grow in virtue. We have many opportunities to serve. We might not have much in terms of power, influence, material prosperity, but as Martin Luther King Jr. said, you know, everyone can be great in that everyone can serve. Always, no matter what condition of life you're in. Service. Loving one another. Loving God. He gives us each a way to do that. He gives us each multiple ways to do that. The talents here. And God expects us to be fruitful. You know, He has the Passage in Isaiah, I planted a vineyard, it yielded only wild grapes. Why? I want it to yield good fruit. And Jesus, of course, continues the analogy. He says, I'm the true vine. Your branch is on the vine. The Father wants you to bear fruit. Sometimes he's going to prune the branches so that they can bear more fruit. He always wants us to be fruitful. I have chosen you, Jesus said, to go and bear fruit that will endure So this is parable saying that in other words, the the words of the talents. I wanna just bring up one trick here that the devil always tries to play on us, big temptation, and it's fear. Notice what happened to the one who was not rewarded but punished. Master, I knew you were a demanding person. Now let's pause there for a moment. Is God demanding? Actually, yes, he is. The commandments are tall orders but He gives us tools to to do it. He gives us supernatural life and supernatural virtues. We can love as Christ loved us. That's what He commanded us to do, but only with His grace can we do that, not on mere human strength. So if we look at His commandments, just from a human point of view, not only are they demanding, they're impossible, from a human point of view only, but we are called to be superhuman. We literally have superhuman life in us that the Spirit gives us. So yeah, He's not unreasonable in his demands. Demanding, yes, but the devil wants us to think he's unreasonable. The devil actually wants us to think that God is so unreasonable that you think think about the the first temptation Adam and Eve. He said, did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees of the garden? Well, that's that's not what God had said. God gave them all the trees to enjoy. He said, only the one in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat from it. Only one. But the devil made them think, oh, he's much more harsh than that. He wants us to think, the devil does, that God is harsh, that by accepting his way of life, we're going to be crushed in our freedom, limited in our happiness. And none of this is true. And this brings about a fear of embracing the way of Christ. So look what this this servant said. Out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. I was afraid that the way of God, the way of living out His commandments, the way of Christ, the way of discipleship, would be so costly that it wouldn't be even worth trying. Now, remember, there's another temptation that uh, Bonhoeffer spoke against, you know, a cheap grace. Oh, I can enjoy the grace of God. I don't have to do anything. He's not demanding at all. The, the truth is always in the middle of two extremes. Virtue is always in the middle of two extremes. God is not, following Christ is not a free-for-all, nor is it crushing our freedom. Out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Remember how John Paul II always used to say, be not afraid? This is what he was talking about. Welcoming Christ and living according to his spirit and casting off the deeds of darkness, as Paul tells us, and being renewed in the the new man in Jesus Christ, isn't going to crush you. It isn't going to oppress you. It's not going to deprive you of joy and of freedom. It is your joy and freedom. But the devil wants to instill fear. Oh, it's too harsh. You can't follow those ways. Oh, what do these people expect, you know, in the pro-life arena? They think if abortion is not available, how in the world are these people going to survive? Out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Don't let the devil distort your understanding of what God is asking of you. Don't shy away from the generous forms of service that you can give to the kingdom. Don't shy away from activities of love and of service, especially so many of us involved in the pro-life arena, opportunities he may give us to save lives. Maybe he's calling you to be a sidewalk counselor. I was just recently with some sidewalk counselors, and this week I've been at the CareNet conference, pregnancy center directors from around the world. They're not burying their talent in the ground. Believe me, just about all of them will say, well, I was scared when I first saw the opportunity to counsel a young woman who's pregnant and might be considering an abortion, or the opportunity to serve in a pregnancy center, or to start a pregnancy center. My goodness, that can be intimidating. And it was for most of these people. But they weren't going to be this, this servant here who, because of fear, because of exaggerating in their minds the demands of serving God in a particular way, they're going to go bury that talent and just sit back and never do it. You know, brothers and sisters, life is full of opportunities where, you know, we might try and we might fail. It is so much better to have the scars of failure, to have the, the history of having tried something and it was, a, it was an utter disaster. So much better to have that on our record than to have not even tried. This is the one. Notice, he's punished. You know, what did he do wrong? What he did wrong was that he didn't do anything. So many people have it upside down. I I can't try that. I'm not going to dare do that because they're so afraid to fail. We got to be afraid of not trying because he was punished for not trying. This was actually a sin, sin of omission. Lord, the Lord uses the word wicked. What do you mean he was wicked? He got a talent, he buried it in the ground and then he went off just, you know, it doesn't say he killed anybody, it doesn't say. And even the Lord called him wicked. Yes, because laziness, my friends, is wicked. Fear that leads us to just be passive is wicked. The devil wants us to think, no, 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 you can't go doing that. God will never be happy with you. God will never be satisfied. He's too demanding. No, it's just the opposite. God has given you talents. He has given you the ability to serve in ways that you haven't even been able to imagine yet. And you're not going to know unless you take that step. It's like the disciples at the beginning of John's gospel. Master, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. Don't just stand here in the middle of the road trying to have me explain it to you and reassure you. No, take the step. Come and see. You think God has a particular plan in mind for you to serve Him? You think you might want to become a member of the clergy, a preacher, a priest, a religious? You think you might want to start a pregnancy center or do some courageous pro-life work? Let me tell you right now. The Lord is saying to you, come and see. Don't think that you have to be certain in your mind before you take the next step. The way the Lord wants you to become certain is to take the next step while you're still uncertain, and He will teach you as things unfold. Believe me, if God doesn't want you to do a particular thing, He'll let you know that He doesn't want you to do it. Too many people are waiting for the absolute certainty that He does want them to do it before they even take the first step. No, that's not how it works. Go do it. And learn in the doing. As long as you can make an initial assessment, you have the desire to do something, you have the opportunity to do it, you have the ability to do it, in as much as you can tell at the moment. Again, I'm not talking about absolute certainty. Well then, take the first step. Be generous. Cast fear aside. Fear is of the devil. Cast fear aside and serve him generously. Let's pray. Lord, you have given us all uh, talents. We thank you for the fruit that we've been able to bear, branches on the vine. We thank you, Lord, for the patience, as you expressed in another parable where the landowner said, let's cut this fig tree down, it's not bearing other fruit. And the owner said, Let me just give it one more year. Let me see if I can make it bear fruit, otherwise we will cut it down. So Lord God, we are in a position where we have talents, we have opportunities to serve. Lord, don't let fear keep us down, keep us sitting on the sidelines, keep us immobilized and passive. No, no, and no. Lord, raise us up to say yes to the opportunity to thrust ourselves into new ways of serving you that we may have been afraid of before lord let us be afraid no longer let us serve you with joy we pray now to the father as jesus taught us keeping in mind all our intentions and all the needs of one another our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, it's a joy to be with you. Spread the word about these programs, share these videos, let other people know. If they love the scriptures, if they love the Lord, if they love life, this is a place for them to be. We appreciate you uh, spreading the word, and we appreciate you supporting our ministry, because we rely only on people like you. It's not like the Pro-abortion groups getting these big grants from the government, oh no. We get our help from you. So go to ProLifeGift.org and support our work, ProLifeGift.org. You can also call us, 321-500-1000. We purposely got a very simple number to remember, 501,000. area code 321. Love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. Watch our other programs too, during the course of uh, each day. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.